0: Hello, welcome back to the Age of Empires, <laughs> or uh, ASAP Week, the Age of Empires podcast. We're here. I'm joined by Chris. How's it going, Chris?
1: Hi. Uh, yeah, very well. Thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, looking forward to getting stuck into uh, fresh tournament hype, uh, and also work through some of our previous conversations about strategy as well, Um, see where we get to today.
0: Yes. Uh, I was going to preface this by saying that uh, Chris doesn't have all that much time today, so it will be a quick episode, but hopefully we're going to jam-pack it with a million things. Uh, speaking yeah, sorry, of which
1: guys, it's not that <laughs> important or anything it's it's uh it's it's purely bad time management so let's let's crack on
0: all good all good uh the the first of the things i want to announce is july 3rd july 3rd we'll be having our first tournament um and it is simple enough it's elos so we're kind of looking at those a 1, thousand a hundred to like a thousand three hundred about elos um at 1 p.m eastern time all right so this is canadian canadian eastern time or north american eastern time uh and so if you want to participate it's quite simple you join our discord uh and there's an announcement with that tournament and you just click that green check mark and i'll reach out to you uh in the next little bit and so that'll be that and i'll stream it on the twitch and that'll be also included in the description so if anyone's interested in seeing our kind of first little tournament that we're doing uh you know feel free to join us then uh apart from that we're gonna jump right into our topics for today our first topic is the following uh it is right we're talking about early game strategies we talked about the 15 uh, person opening build and what we're actually going to talk about today is something called the drush have you ever heard of the drush chris before
1: i have indeed yes it's uh it's an interesting one because um it obviously allows it opens the door to downright aggression quite early and I guess it there's, there's a lot of luck involved um it's it comes at a bit of a cost it's at that stage of the game where where your, your resources are vital as are your your individual uh the, the manpower um but yes it's it's sometimes used to great effect sometimes used to not not very good effects i'm personally not a massive drusher but um yes certainly seen a lot of it um i think one big
0: thing so we talked about the 15 villager open opening last time and the Drush, essentially, you still do the 15 villager opening, but then go right into making three militia units. Then those three militia units, along with your scout, go and harass the opponent's villagers. Simple enough concept, I guess. Um, execution's a lot more difficult. Uh, however, um, if there's some of you who like, you know, want want like that, you know, mic ring moving your, your uh, warriors around continuously throughout the whole game, perhaps this is a strategy you'd want to employ uh, because it does make, I guess, that kind of... Uh, you know very very monotonous opening to the game uh, a little more exciting uh if you can pick off a villager here or there or if you know even if you can just get villagers off of the worker line kind of not you know gather resources it can be quite effective and that's really the idea it's not going to really win you games but you're going to go in with those three militia and uh, scout you're going to probably um and yeah and just harass a little bit and hopefully get some damage in or get some time off of resource management yeah uh quick thing reasons called drush is that it's dark age rush but i don't know aoe i guess players have uh adopted that name so if you ever heard hear the word drush it's that three militia one scout opening simple enough uh chris you're saying you you don't quite like it
1: um well the, the thing is um the the problem is at this stage of the game you've got a real focus on food and wood and they're both at a premium just because of the the rate at which it's coming into the bank so what you invariably have to do is send somebody yes you're at a point where there are more villagers so you can start looking to other things but you do need to turn attention to gold a little bit sooner than your wood and food stockpiles would maybe forgive you for um and also just um i guess it's to do with the the physics and the mechanics of the game but it can take you quite a long time to get across that map. So um, they're quite underpowered, as are most things at this stage of the game. And their impact against buildings is is pretty much negligible. Um, So Do not be trying to
0: destroy buildings with this rush, please.
1: (laughs) Yes, no, no, absolutely not. But the thing is, I think the key thing is to to focus on the fact that you're looking to cause disruption and um, take take villagers away from their key resources. To snipe one would be fantastic. Um, or even two, but you can't bank on it because they are so underpowered in their attack. But uh, as long as you can navigate the, uh, I guess, the inertia of crossing the map, it might take you an extra minute and a half. They might be a little bit further into the feudal age and got loom and all those things by then. Um, it, it can catch people off guard, which is which is lovely when it does. But um, it's it's a bit of a commitment to, it's kind of you leaving your base to then arrive in a, Sort of a t- two meet minute two minute time warp, if you like. They're probably a little bit more technically advanced when you get there.
0: Yeah, and I think I think more than anything, um, this is if the, if you're gonna make this work for yourself, it's gonna be, um, I guess, how many actions you're doing intensive, right? There's gonna be a lot more things that you're gonna to have to do, and you have to make sure that you're continuing to build villagers, continue doing the regular things, and on top of it, keeping these these essentially three militia and scout alive, right? As you're doing this, or else you kinda, of, you know, you kinda of defeat the purpose of the rush. Right? The rush is you are going to essentially damage yourself as you're talking about. You're damaging a little bit your um what's the word? You're damaging a little bit your economy or you're getting a little bit behind for the sake of saying, I'm going to do enough havoc, you know, I'm going to cause enough havoc to, uh, to, to make it, yeah, make it, make it annoying for the other opponent. Right. So
1: as with so so many things as well, it's the fact that you have opted to do that, even though your eco will take a bit of a hit and they're going to have to be defensive. So you could call it a stalemate. At least you're the one who's forcing the issue
0: and i'd also argue on top of that even though if i am the one who's forcing the issue um i'd also argue that you are the one who is then able um especially the better you get at this the more you're able to harass the more you can get out of it right so at first it looks like you're just kind of you know you're doing your best just to um you're doing your best just to you know Try to get one villager. Try to get one villager. But eventually you get to a point where you kind of keep those things alive for so long that your opponent has to respect it. And then uh, and then it becomes more and more effective. So it becomes more and more effective the more, obviously, uh, skilled you are at maneuvering your troops around in that area. But at the same token, by the same token, um, it also becomes, you know, as your opponents get better, they're also going to be able uh, to defend it as well. So that is not a worry. Um yeah so that's really just kind of the drush the general idea of the drush uh and um you know here's to hoping that it uh yeah here's to hoping that that is an uh i guess i don't know an opening that you can try right i don't know if i'd necessarily recommend it for new players uh but if you're gonna getting tired of of uh going to that later game it's definitely an opening you can try um yeah that's really that's really it i don't know if i would recommend it <laughs> but i i it's like here's a, like it's tough for me to recommend it because for a lot of players all it's going to do is ruin their economy and they're not going to really be able to do anything with it because they're not going to have the micro the micromanagement of their units to be able to actually use it
1: effectively uh
0: what do you think about that chris
1: um well i, I in that period i have actually dropped off so i've obviously had a couple of militia running inside my Laptop and no worries, no worries. We'll continue, time, we'll, so continue we'll continue on. We'll
0: continue on. I talked as if you were we'll still continue here. on, but, um, so
1: you, you yeah, so break the, the fourth wall on me here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll yeah. No worries, no worries. So, I'm you, sure I agree though.
1: I'm sure I agree. Would,
0: would you recommend so ultimately, would you recommend this to to players to try out from time to time, or like do you think most players could probably live without this one?
1: Um, I think it's, it's definitely worth trying. Um, I'd also say it's worth watching because one mm. thing that you can't escape from. As inefficient as it can be, if, if there's any walls up, if there's, you know, if even if they've got a couple of militia up themselves, then you'll often find for a lot of effort and poor management at home as a result, you don't get very far. But one thing that's notable is the pros do it, so they still do it. There is still, when all said and done, and these guys sit around calculating these things, there is still value. So mm. there is a way for low re low players to make it work, and I'd say there's even greater scope to catch people off guard. People do tend to like that little comfortable patch at the start of the game. And if you can get in their faces, make that hard for them, maybe disrupt a ball or or drive them off a wood line to make them make a second lumber camp or whatever like that, uh, those little things can really work in your favour. So I'd definitely say give it a go, but give it a watch at the same time.
0: That's actually funny you mention that, because I, I can totally see you doing this to, like, lower-level players, and as much as I'm arguing of, like, oh, like, you need all this micro-intensive, like, maneuvering, right? You have to keep them alive and stuff. There's a possibility when you're using this on lower-level players that they actually crumble. <laughs>
1: They're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, I, again, it's on the, the whole mindset of you're not you're not going to go and kill half their villagers, because the town center with Vils in is just far superior to anything at that time. But if you can get them off their food resources that will massively delay them going up to Feudal, then, you know, you're going to be there with maybe a couple of scouts or a couple of archers when they're just trying to recover and pump out a couple of militia themselves. So it allows you to get into a position to snowball. It's not going to win you anything outright on its own.
0: Uh, For sure, for sure. And I'd also say that, like, I think you're kind of talking about disrupting their plans, right? If If you're, especially if you're playing against someone who only does one build all the time... Right, you have those players that always do that one build. Uh, it can be very annoying if you're able to get that off on them. So, um, yeah, with 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 that in mind, I guess uh, you can you can use it at your own risk. So do not worry. Do not worry. Uh, speaking of using on their own risk, um, I think the next thing we can do is actually move right on over to a quick preview of. The uh, Red Bull Wololo 4 Tournament. So the Red Bull Wololo 4 Tournament uh, will be happening. It's coming up. It's actually starting this weekend. So if you listen to this, uh, the tournament is starting on the 19th. uh, So you'll be able to catch it. Um, The Twitch stream, I believe. I believe the Twitch stream is the usual. I'm just going to double check here. Oh, it's actually on the official uh, Red Bull Twitch stream. Uh, So I can definitely link that in as well for all of you who are interested. Uh so the red uh red bull Wolo number four is starting this weekend. The group stages start, and then after that the main stage will be uh in I believe mm, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be a week after. So you have the group stages starting in two days, and then you'll have the main thing happening at the end. And let me let's let us pre- uh preview, Chris, the um the groups here. So the first of these uh the first group is Delt Mr. Yo uh Nikov and Sito 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 uh Si vous parlez en français yeah so the name is Sito uh Sito uh, Nikov Mr. Yo and Doubt is the first group. Uh, my prediction right away for this group would be that Mr. Yo makes it out, and then I'd argue Doubt, because he had a recent run of form, so my argument would be those two. Do you agree or disagree with me here, Chris? Uh, do you think Doubt and Mr. Yo would kind of take it over the other two? I don't really know as much about the other two, so I may be surprised here, but that's what my intuition is kind of leading me toward.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think that you've got to look at the game settings as well. It's it's a, It's a game type that you don't come across regularly in, in non-Red Bull contexts um, Empire Wars means you can start churning things out pretty quickly and that plays into the hands of um, players like Doubt who seem to have strategies nailed on he he loves getting straight into his cab arches and stuff like that so um, that's he has excelled in, in this setting before so it, it works for him some players who haven't as much tournament experience although they're all very well known names can easily get caught on the hop at the start of the game because it is so different.
0: Wait, is has has uh, Red Bull always been empire wars?
1: I believe so. Um I think I've watched the last two tournaments, I watched 2 and 3 and they were empire wars. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Which means you you start off with a basic basic eco. Um I think you basically join the action at about the point at which you decide on your your first non-barrack military um production building. Um, so, yeah, you, you do a bit of straightening out with, with your economy, maybe go straight into walls, um, maybe stick an artery range down. But certainly it's a bit of a paper rock scissors moment as to whether you're going to start firing off a few preemptive spearmen or getting the scouts on the go. But there really is the first few minutes. Um, they've obviously designed it to to really build into that kind of adrenaline market, no messing around in the dark ages. Um, but yes, there's, there's, get, there's a lot of mind games as to which direction you're going um, with your unit compositions. So you do get some quite interesting matchups early on, um, with with you know two, three, four, five units on the on the map.
0: For sure, for sure, yeah. No, it, it's essentially we're gonna skip that early game. Here's here's some stuff. Go do stuff with this
1: stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like you've not done any. The thing is, there is. Um, the, the time that you are doing all that de- early developmental stuff, you can also scout and things like that. So in terms of the game mechanic, by the time it starts, you've got the ability to churn out all these military units. But you've probably not quite done the, the research. So you know that you have to be pumping stuff out, but you haven't quite got the um, the feel for what's going to happen yet. So it is very much up in the air initially, which is, it is exciting.
0: It is, it is. And speaking of exciting, the second group that we have ACCM, uh, Dagao, Leary, and Vivi. Um, Maybe I'll get from you. I want to hear from you. What are your predictions for this group B here?
1: Well, um, do you know what? Uh, Vivi, a.k.a. Fat Dragon, uh, I believe is Chinese. uh, He was quite big in the game uh, a little while back. Um, He's been a bit off the boil. He's not been practicing quite so much, I don't think. Um, But he – I watched – I've not been able to watch much of the qualifiers, but – he shot Tato, who is mm. very much uh, a stalwart of these tournaments. He's he's always there. He's he's got sound game throughout, um, and yeah, he always finds a way. But this time it was it was four two, and it could have been worse as well. I think it was it was three uh, one. I think it was looking like a four one at one point. But um, yeah, his micro is absolutely fantastic, and it's it's little things like if you've got knights and there are spearmen chasing them around. His timing was perfect in that he would time a dive into his sniper villager just perfectly before um, the spearman would would land to attack. Or uh, when the spearman was attacking one of the knights, he'd send it away so that the spearman wouldn't quite land the hit, but the sort of four or five knights would. So I was just Mm. watching, it was poetry in motion. It's like this dogfight with all these knights doing exactly the right thing. So he's obviously got his game together a bit, and we might see a bit of the old um, Fat Dragon slash Vivi. So he's one to watch. Um, and did you say Leary was was another? Yeah, there? there's
0: ACCM, Dagao,
1: and Leary. Yeah, I, I think I would say, Le- I predict Leary would win that because he's very keen and very effective with archer numbers, especially low archer numbers. So particularly for that early game, when you're still bedding in, he can hit that early. And with groups of three or four archers, he can hit wood lines, disrupt strategies, and do all sorts of stuff. So um, I think Leary's got the best all-round game there. Uh, Dogao, also very solid. ACCM can be a little bit flaky in these tournaments. Um, that's that's so interesting, because, yeah. yeah,
0: if if I, if I may here, So you're, you're kind of leaning to Leary and Vivi here, right?
1: Yeah, I'd say Leary first. Um, Dogao, you'd probably say on paper would come second, but I, I actually think Vivi is clearly on some the crest of a wave. I, I think Vivi will edge ahead with a bit of form there just because he's, he's done for Tato already in a very convincing way. That's interesting. In I sport.
0: was I was going to say ACCM and Leary, right? Just to throw out my mm. picks here. Uh, but you've convinced me after after talking about Vivi. So I'm, I'm going to go the same as you here. I'm going to go Leary and Vivi. But my original gut reaction was ACCM. Maybe it's the the game mode as well. That's another thing we can talk about is are the traditionally you know most dominant players, are they going to be enhanced by the fact that it's empire wars or perhaps will some of the other players be able to take that that into like as an advantage
1: yes and definitely an interesting angle i'd um i guess we'll see um but i the feels for me would be that if you are that highly optimized as a top three player in the world even in that dark age period you're going to be um getting a bit of an edge making the right decisions
0: and yeah you, you might be making the right decisions for sure for sure Um, group number C here, group number C that we have is, uh, Jordan, AOE Jordan, uh, Song, Song, the Viper, and Vinchester. I think this one, group number C is probably gonna be, um, the, for me, for me feels like probably the most particular group. I'm gonna go with Jordan the Viper because of the most recent results, and obviously it's the Viper. Um, but you know, who knows? Perhaps we'll have an upset here with Sox on Vinchester. Um entirely possible in those situations. Uh so yeah, I I would go with Jordan and the Viper. Group number D is very interesting to me. I know Villesse has been playing a little better. I know MBL is a is a wild card. MBL is a wild colour card player. Uh that is so exciting to watch. And then we have Hera, of course, the uh, the Canadian, which which I guess I should vote for. But uh, I mean I think even if uh Hera wasn't uh, Canadian, I would still probably choose Hera in this group. Um, so with that in mind, I think I think out of this group, out of Hera, MBL, Valas, and Villas, I think I'm going to go Hera for sure number one. Um, and then my second, like the second one choice, I think I'm going to go MBL. Maybe that's a little bit because I like the excitement that MBL brings. Uh, how about you, Chris? Out of Hera, MBL, Valas, and Viles, uh, who would you choose as the top
1: two here? Um I, I think Herrera is, yeah, he's he's in a, a great spot at the moment. I know he had a bit of time out recently. I know he's been really hammering the the content, the tournament, the training, really on all barrels. But um, I don't, know, I'm pretty sure he must still be up there as long as everything's all good with him. Um, but um, I actually I do like Villes. I've got a lot of time for him. He's he gets on well with with Archer with Archer's. Um, I've seen some very interesting games. He kind of blends a bit of strategy in there as well. Does try a few cheeky manoeuvres as well. So MBL um, is is a massive... He's a great macro player. Um, I think over the past year and a bit, maybe, he's not quite been himself, although he he's all over the ladders. He does really well in those, but he's been seeming like a kind of second tier uh, mm. of late um, in that the, the top names have, have been consistently knocking him out. So again i think he's there to be picked in terms of qualifying for the next stage uh i would still go for for MBL probably though but villas i would i would say will be hot on his heels
0: there you go there he goes there's the group d predictions um and so uh uh just quickly because i'm i'm sure some people have noticed but you're cutting in and out which is okay we'll we'll uh struggle through here i did want to know out of the group out of jordan song song the viper and vinchester wh- wh- which two would you choose there i chose jordan and the viper
1: um, I'd be inclined to agree with you. Actually, um, <laughs> that seems like, well,
0: the best. The people who've gotten the best results recently.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Jordan's been. He seems to have really found his feet back in it. He still does make a few rookie mistakes. Um, by just trying things that maybe a bit of a out, bit outmoded. But um, and also Vinchester, He's almost the uh, the prince of AOE. He's got such potential. Uh, he actually delivers on that potential a lot of the time as well. Some some great. Macro and micro combined. It looks a real force to be reckoned
0: with, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so there, there is your preview for the Red Bull 004. Um, I'm going to apologize profusely for the uh, the constant interruptions. I don't know if, if it's something on Chris's end, but... Um, Hopefully, you know, you got a little bit about the drush that middle part. Uh we weren't we weren't going to go long this week either. So, um uh thank you for bearing with us. Uh here that is your preview for the group stage. Um perhaps we'll catch you next week we'll be able to catch you right before the actual finals. Um so it's on the tw- the Twitch Red Bull channel. I'm sure you can look it up. It's going to start I mean on the weekend, honestly, Saturday, Sunday just you probably turn on t- turn on uh, the Twitch channel in the evening or in midday. You'll, I'm sure you'll catch it. I'm sure you'll see it. So I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. Uh, but yeah, there's here's your prediction. So I think uh, to kind of go over all of our predictions, and I think we end up agreeing mostly is uh i think group a we're we're predicting doubt and mr yoda go through group b were predicting leary and Vivi to go through group c were predicting jordan and the viper to go through and group d were uh, predicting hera and mbl so uh you can double check with us uh when we come back maybe next week maybe a couple of weeks hopefully there won't be as many issues but you'll know uh whether we got it right or wrong whether we got the right uh people who go through um uh yeah chris any final thoughts here uh as i know you have been kind of getting out uh uh but we did want to have this preview show so i hope you enjoyed it um uh, chris final thoughts here
1: yeah final <laughs> thought is i'm just glad i wasn't playing in the middle of a ladder match when i, was <laughs> game, I, would, I would have probably lost about four in a row frustratedly restarting games but um apologies for quality of content and not really hearing your questions out properly
0: uh no Um, no no problem no problem we'll have uh we'll we'll get like an hour show next time i don't know if there's something specific we have to look into but i'm sure we can look at that behind the scenes uh regardless thanks for being with me chris as always i know you were super super busy you got you've been running around Uh, you said you know i i got i got so only so much time so here i am and that's totally great Totally yes. great. I didn't really want to skip a week again you know I don't think that would have been proper either so I'm very happy we got this preview and we talked about the Drush and here we are Chris
1: <laughs> exactly happy to be here and uh, I, I look forward to our kind of uh, offset conversation about the Feudal Age and some strategies to go in it as well we'll, yeah. we'll have that little one down the line for you all for
0: sure for sure we're we're slowly moving through strategies that kind of relate to different ages we have the 15 villager opening we have the Drush and then we'll start looking at Feudal Age stuff in a bit all right thanks again chris thanks uh, everyone who's like listening uh and i hope all of you have a great week enjoy enjoy the tournaments uh come join us for our tournament july 3rd and that's it all right see ya. bye-bye enjoy
1: the tournament guys bye